We want to welcome you to the Bible teaching ministry of Fellowship Bible Church, where our desire is to honor God by faithful obedience to His Word. If you want to understand the Bible better, please continue to listen as Pastor Matt Postiff explains and applies the biblical text one verse at a time. You can reach us with questions or for more teaching audio and print material at our website, fbcaa.org. You can also watch our services live at fbcaa.org live. We want to thank you for listening and pray that you will be edified. Join us now as Pastor Postiff opens God's Word. All right, Brother Kerwicki, come. We look forward to what you have. All right. A very good morning to everyone. Um, yes, I'm happy to be here. Um, I guess I sh- I'm ready for my... Yes. I'm happy to be here. We should have a picture up there presently. Yes. Um, I'm with RBM Ministries. A lot of you probably knew that. RBM Ministries exists because of uh, what one pastor many years ago saw. We had a little discussion about, in the United States, how maybe not as many people went to church. In the late 1930s, a man called B.F. Hitchcock was a pastor. And he, he started, somehow he got involved teaching the Bible a little bit in a schoolroom. And he discovered that in those rural schools out in the western part of the state, a large percentage of the children, farm children, country children, did not go to church at all. They were not hearing the word of God. Probably the people had Bibles in their homes and stuff, but, but farm life and the more difficult travel maybe kept them away from that. So he started a ministry traveling around from one school to the next. He'd have a drawing board under his arm and a Bible. And he'd go in, and he'd teach the children the gospel. We still have one of the, we still use one of the lessons that he dreamed up. The bridge, the bridge, there's a bridge that they built, and there's a story with that, and then there's a bridge between heaven and earth. We still use that in our lessons today. RBM was there when... um, the court cases decided that, oh, you can't have God in school. And so we were part of there in actually the, the creation of the release time law. So RBM's been part of teaching children in public schools for a very long time. I've not been around that long, but it's getting to be a while now. Okay? Um, I'm uh, Dave, and that's my wife, Wendy. I should tell you a few things about us. Um, Well, we just, this month, celebrated 48 years of marriage. (laughs) Okay? Um, I, uh, that's that's true. Um, My wife, just last month, celebrated her 70th birthday. I will be 68 this summer. So uh, the young puppy thing is gone, okay? In fact, we can't even see it anymore, okay? <laughs> but, but we're here. Um, my wife still works at this school, although uh, she comes home and takes a nap most days, <laughs> okay? It kinda, naps get to be part of your life more. But we're still out there. Um, 
we're doing pretty well, actually, through all the stuff. Um, I, I'm doing very well. Uh, did get I did get COVID again last fall, but it was nothing much. It was like a day and a half of feeling a little yucky, and then I was better. Um, I still had to do all the rules. They still treated me like a leper, but I wasn't really sick. You know, it's like, ah, oh, unclean. It's okay, whatever. You can go in with any kind of plague, but if you have that, you can't. It's, I don't want to get into that. Sorry. I'm sorry. I apologize. So um, we, uh, we've made some changes at RBM. Some of you will appreciate this. Um, for the first time, uh, our take-home papers from our students are available in two Bible translations. They can get, if the missionary so chooses, they can pass out an ESV version or a KJV version. Um, and um, I guess that's, that's up to us, uh, you know, supporters and who we have and all that stuff. We, uh, we have some more opportunities, I'll say, for different kinds of music. I haven't been taking them up as much. Um, I'm kind of at that place I'm waiting for someone to take over my ministry, and I'll let them decide where to go with all that. It's probably better that I, I, I keep the status quo the status quo. And uh, I try to be somewhat creative, but I have to be careful. So um, I've also got some interesting things going for the summer. There was this young lady that was a student in my first year. I think I told you about that. She's a go-getter. She, um, her and her husband, Isaiah, they, uh, they're, she's really especially very good at organizing. She just, she's got some stuff planned for the summer. I'm going to help out where I can. Uh, we might even, I've got to find out for sure, but I might even contact a few churches and offer them something so I can get some unchurched kids in. Uh, see if I'm going to try to connect with some churches and offer them a Friday or Saturday night parents night out because parents have their children a lot in the summer. Some of them enjoy that a lot. Some of them enjoy that most of the time, but a time away is not all that bad. Um, so I, I'm going to see if we can offer that, and, and it won't be just the church people, so maybe we can do that. i got, I got to make sure I'm clear on that, but I don't think it'll be a problem. Um, that's what's going on. She's got a couple camps that I'm going to help her with. She's got those planned. So I'll get to some other things in a little while. But first, I kind of want to say, you say, well, what do you teach the boys and girls? What I'm, I'm going to kind of go over just a dinky overview of our lessons. Um, every year we have a, a plan. This was our plan this year, 22-23, RTBC, Release Time Bible Class. God gives us, and you don't have to read all that, because we're going we're gonna to look at that each individual day. But um, the first day... The first month, way back in October, we talked about God gives us his word. God's word is a gift to us. Um, I just mentioned this this morning. Where you stop in a verse sometimes, really cool. All scripture is given. We usually focus on the inspiration of God, and that's good. But God's word is a gift to us. And, and we have the story of, of Josiah and King Josiah and the hidden book. Our, our memory verse was, Thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against thee. Now I picked out a slide from each 
each lesson to show you, and I got a little comment on that. So before we get to any more, um, I don't, don't want to get preachy, but, and pastor's already prayed, but I feel like I should just pray one more time before I get to the minister part. Let's do that. Father, I do ask that you take your word and you use it in my heart first, in the heart of each person here. Help me as I speak. In Jesus' name, for his sake I pray. Amen. All right. Now, the slide I picked out from this. They found the book of the law in the temple. A little bit of disagreement about that. Maybe the book of Deuteronomy, maybe just... Anyhow, the king was supposed to have a copy, and they found it. When they read it to King Josiah, he, he tore his clothes and mourned. Now, I don't, I don't think that there's a plan for repentance, but I do think, well, let me put it this way. The book of James says, the effective, fervent, Prayer of a righteous man avails much. Now, God cares about everything, but you know what? Sometimes he's just waiting for us to care, right? The book of Ezekiel, I think it's like 2230, God talks about all the stuff that's going on in the land. He's looking for a man to, to build up a hedge, to build up a wall, to stand in the gap and say, God, no, please don't destroy this land. I don't know that, but I wonder. Is there a person that you know that you need to stand in the gap for? Build a wall around him. We have the whole book of Hosea and the hedge and all that. Oh, hedge it up the way. I promise you, I don't know how that works, but, but I don't think it's going to be a problem if we stand before God and say, God, I, I prayed for that person so hard, he's not going to feel bad. Jesus wept over Jerusalem, right? So that was our, our lesson. We talked about how important the word of God is, and we talked about the reforms of King Josiah. In November, of course, we had a Thanksgiving lesson. We had a Interesting old visual, probably needs updated. Um, We'll talk about that. Blessed be the God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. We have things. We forget about this in America sometimes because we have stuff. Stuff's pretty temporary. In fact, as you get older... Not even as big a deal. Um, I've only had a few brand new cars in my life, and I, they're all in the junkyard or something. I've I've went to get parts for vehicles in the junkyard, and I've seen smashed up Mercedes and smashed up Lincolns and smashed up Cadillacs, rusted Lincolns, rusted Mercedes, rusted BMWs. They're just junk. They p- throw them in the crusher. Make a Toyota or something out of them. I don't know. <laughs> a Toyota's not all that bad. I, they, they're, they're kind of the most American car anymore. Whatever, I don't know. 
Anyhow, we have our friend, the praised turkey. As you can see, he's missing an important feather. There's many good thanks, things to be thankful for, you know, um, even, even on a human level. Our country, well, it's certainly not perfect. But you know, I drove here today and nobody was chasing me down because I was going to church. I was studying the Bible, nobody was calling and saying, you stop that. Right? Still got quite a bit of freedom. We go where we want still. Yeah, I know there's stuff. But we can be thankful. Parents, friends, school. I love to tell the kids about being thankful for school. But I, to- I tell them, I says, you know, you want to be smarter than your dog, right? Right? I mean, your dog doesn't need school, maybe, but not you, right? You don't want to, you don't want to be like that. And they, you know, they have to think about that. Um, food, I'm probably too thankful for that. Um, my home. But then you see the blessing that God gives us. God himself is a blessing. He didn't have to, but he did love us. It's just who he is. The Bible, we just talked about that. A church, this is... People don't believe what a blessing church can be. Yeah, I know, it can be rough sometimes. I made it rough for people. I didn't mean to, but I did, right? Now I, now I told you I wasn't perfect. Prayer. You can go. I, have a, I can go to the Holy of Holies. I have a song. It's so cool that you can anytime go before the throne of heaven. Heaven itself, the Lord Jesus, the Holy Spirit. But you know what? We talked to boys and girls about the feather that's missing. Salvation. All those things on, on your left, you don't get unless you have that missing feather not missing. You need the Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus said, for what, for what profit is it to a man if he gains the whole world? And loses his own soul. There's a lot of people forget about that. Everything is geared for today and now. And it seems hard to get people to think five years in the future. Let alone eternity. Come to December. We did kind of a traditional Christmas lesson. God gives us his son. Our memory verse was pretty appropriate. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, his one and only special son. No other son of God, no one else like Jesus, that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. We had gift boxes that we opened up, and the first gift was from the Father. The Father gave us the Son. The second gift was from the Son. The Son gave us the cross. But the other gift was from all of us. First John 4.19 just puts it this way. We love him because he first loved us. I tried very hard And I do try very hard to let each person know the passion that a God has, the God of heaven has for for people. 
He's got galaxies, he's got angels, he's got heaven, but the thing that's missing is us. And it costs him more than all the other stuff. The other stuff he just makes. People he creates and works with us and puts up with us. In fact, the, the word's long-suffering. That means I'm, I'm kind of a pain for a long time. All right, Some of you know me, yeah, you know, that's kind of true. Don't mean it, Sorry. Get to January. This was my least favorite visual. We'll get to that in a minute. It was a good lesson, but a hard lesson to teach to children. God gives us victory. I, we talked about... Um, I used Colossians 3, 8-14. It talks about putting off the old man and putting on a new man and the things that go with your old old self, right? And the things that go with your new self. And, and you kind of got to choose on that. And I told the boys and girls, anybody can do that other stuff. Your little brother and sister can do that other stuff, right? Anybody can be bad, but it takes God inside you to do what's right. But thanks be to God, which giveth us a victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. And well... I just got just the first part of this because inside it's got wrestlers and it needs redone. But I didn't necessarily get to teach all this with the boys and girls. And uh, I resisted bringing it up yesterday at our men's breakfast. But Romans 12, 1 and 2 says this, I beseech you, I urge you, Therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. God, God's going to change us into the image of Christ one way or the other. We're, we're, we're predestined to be conformed to the image of Christ. That's what it says. God says, this is my plan for you. And I, I used to tell my children, you can do it the easy way or you can do it the hard way. Right? I, sometimes with God it works that way. You know, we can be stubborn and whatever. Right? But, but he still loves us and he's good. Yeah. All right. I'm, I'm doing a lot of preaching here. And that was kind of my goal in a little bit here. We get to February. God gives us a job to do. You're here for a reason. You're at this church for a reason. If you belong to the Lord Jesus Christ, I've got work for you. We... Uh, this verse, oh, I got I to read this. This verse is kind of a hard one to teach to children because it, the, the verse, I, I, don't, I don't pick the verses, but the, the translation I have here says, let nothing be done through selfish ambition or conceit, but in lowliest of mind let each esteem others better than themselves. Some translations say count others. These are almost like grown-up sins. I don't know if I have a lot of children doing stuff through conceit and, and, and pride, you know what I mean, or, or, or selfish ambition. 
So it was kind of a hard verse to teach the children, and no matter what translation I read it out of, it still came out hard for children. But it's a good message for us. And, and it sounds like the message was kind of about how to lead people, right? And you look at the context. Um, anyway, or how to run your church, maybe. So we had uh, Jesus in the foot washing. It was kind of fun because got to talk about those disciples, and they were arguing about who was the greatest, right? One of my least favorite people from history was Muhammad Ali that used to say, I'm the greatest. Well, that was his opinion. Sometimes only his opinion, but it was his opinion. But Jesus showed them about service. And um, he told them how, how wonderful it was to, if you're God's person, you, you, may, you, you have to be a servant. Um, talk to children about that. I told them about joy. Jesus first, others next, and yourself last. By the way, Jesus, I believe, followed that. It says um, he's the author and finisher of our faith who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross. He's going he's gonna to present us. It says here in, in uh, Jude, before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy. It costs him a lot. Boy, he gets a lot out of it. He gets the joy of us being his. Jesus told him all that and he says, he said this in that chapter talking about that. John 13, John, verse 17 says this. If you know these things, blessed are you if you do them. Right? All that idea about service and helping others has to get from here to here. I talked about children to children how fun it was to just, just be a blessing to somebody. Sometimes they don't even have to know it was you. You can just see it in the distance and they're, they're, just, they're just having such a great time because you could do something to bless them. Man, that's fun. Man, it's fun to bless people. It may be hard sometimes. It causes sacrifice, but I'll tell you it's worth it. That's what Jesus said. You'll be blessed if you do it. We taught them about Jacob's dream and Jesus' cross. We, uh, we talked about salvation. It seems kind of funny with that story. But I got to tell the boys and girls, you can take any religion you want besides Christianity you can, you can take any kind of thing that people believe in. But there's no one promises you heaven but Jesus. I told them the nirvana, you eventually get to nothingness. Oh, wow. Sign me up. Wait, no. Right? There's one group thinks, oh, I get to be this married. But that's only like, pretty soon that gets old, Right? Only Jesus promises you that when you see him, you'll be like him because you'll see him as he is. Is that cool? I love to teach, I love to teach God's word. 
Now, of course, we had Jacob and and you know what? The Bible doesn't really say a lot of bad stuff about Jacob. Preachers do. Yeah, he maybe was scheming, but it also says he was a man of faith. And I don't know all the, you know the story. I'll just say this. God is the God of the what ifs. He knows what will happen. If it didn't happen that way, it was still going to happen. Jacob was going to get the blessing. In fact, it's interesting when, when Rebecca talks to Jacob, she says, I heard your father say, make me some food so I can bless you in the presence of the Lord. Jacob, or Isaac didn't have a, Isaac, yeah, Rebecca talked to Isaac, not Jacob, excuse me. So Isaac didn't have a pre-written script, I don't think. He was trusting God to give him the right things to bless his son, but he thought it was Esau, but it was really Jacob. But God knew it was Jacob, didn't he? God knew. Sometimes our plans aren't what we think. Now, Jacob had to run away from home, you know, and he put a pillow in, and he saw heaven. And he saw the angels coming up and down on a ladder, but that's not the most important thing he saw. He saw God above it, standing above the angels, standing in heaven, and I don't know how that works. Should have video, shouldn't we? Right? We don't. No, we shouldn't, because God didn't give us video. But you know, there's a lot of things I found. When I was a young man, I was kind of the, oh, I don't know. I got to talk about the favorite and this kind of stuff, right? You know, because Jacob was, was Rebecca's favorite and Esau was Isaac's favorite, right? So I got to talk about favorites. I got to talk to boys and girls how I was a favorite when I grew up, right? They had some good points. Had some bad points. If my brothers and I all got in trouble, my spanking was always love taps. That's what they said. That's not what I said. That's what they said. You know what I mean. But, but you know, they used to, maybe because I wore glasses, I always had this problem. They, they used to call me professor. When I was just a little boy, they always called me professor. Um, I always kind of had that smart, maybe sometimes smart aleck thing going. You know what I mean? Because you couldn't just say something. I always had that mind that was ticking around. And if it didn't make sense, like, well, that doesn't make sense. Right? So, I mean, I was always the guy putting up my hand asking questions, right? Because I wanted to say, okay, how's that work? It drove people absolutely mad. But you know what I found out with God? I found out there's a whole lot of things that you got to put yourself in the place of, okay, God, I'm going to trust you on this. Once you step across that line, <laughs> it's like I was so blind. Why didn't I see it? I, uh, I tell boys and girls I mean this. I'm not afraid of any um, professor, any scientist, any, anybody challenging what I believe about God. Because to them, their arguments sound very good, but they got nothing. They haven't got any facts. They haven't got any proof. 
They just got words and what ifs and maybes and drawings that they made up out of their own mind. You know, I like to remind boys and girls, you you got to start with something. You can't start with nothing. And even what we call nothing is something. The realm of time and space, the universe that we can't measure, if you take everything out of it, you still have something. You have a realm of time and space. A place that if you had a way to measure it and you were here and the only thing here, you could measure it. Makes much more sense to me, I tell the boys and girls, that we start with an eternal God that doesn't need our time and our space and our material matter. He's God. You'll never think of enough stuff to run out of all that God is and all that he, that means. You attach whatever greatness you want to God and he's greater than that. I like to remind boys and girls that how great God is. And, and this was the God's promise of a Savior. That's where we ended up. He was part of that family line that, that was part of the promise that God gave in the Garden of Eden. And, he, and, and it spread and we, we end up with Jesus. You can read about the genealogy. That was this month. and This last one's rather interesting. Um, we have egg figures cooking on a stove, and <sighs> I guess I guess we could go with the faith in those others. And I preached a lot on it, so I won't do that. But my my favorite from this it says, "Choose you this day whom you'll serve." But as for me and my house, we'll serve the Lord. This is hard boiled Harry. You can't hear what you say because he's got a hard heart, not really plugged ears. We're in a, a part of history. The people that, that like to give terms to thing call us post-truth. I was just trying to catch up with postmodern, and that's gone, I guess. Now we're in post-truth. It seems people are picking sides, picking whatever they want, and saying, that's what I'm holding on to. And they don't want to hear anything that might change their mind. More common a problem we think, I have to be careful that I'm not that way. You know why I know that? Because writing to God's people, the author of the book of Hebrews said this, Therefore, as the Holy Spirit says, today if you will hear his voice, do not harden your hearts as in the rebellion in the day of trial in the wilderness. God tells us that. You know what that means? 
That means we're probably in danger of doing that, right? I've talked to people. I uh, tend to be pastor at large. I'm not a big fan. I've counseled a lot of people, but usually I'm not a fan of counseling people. It's not because I don't have the answers. God's word has the answers. It's usually pretty simple. God gives you what you need to do that. The problem is that you usually won't listen to what you tell them they have to do. Almost never. Then they go out and they wreck a whole bunch of stuff. It's hard to watch. I don't know where you're at in your life. So that kind of brings us to my next thing. A hardened heart. One of my schools, it doesn't go so well. I've, I'm still doing about 10 classes if I get everything put together in a chapel. So like 11 on a full month. I'm still, uh, I'm still working with about four other classes, supplying some other people with some things so they can make those happen, um, different, different parts of that, so work on that. In fact, uh, I won't get there, but I'm, I'm really preparing three lessons a month because there's another place that invites me down twice a month as a guest speaker, but also invites John down, so John does the regular things, and I mentioned this. And so I put together the summer stuff, and... and um, so I'm, I'm preparing three lessons and taking care of other stuff, so I'm still kind of busy. I'm just at home busy, not on the road busy as much. But, but in Michigan Center, it seems to be, had a discussion with the one, one principal in the lower elementary school. And uh, I've heard this from CEF that works with him too. For some reason, he just decided he wasn't going to work with us at all. He, did, he, he made me some promises about some things, but he didn't follow through on his promises. What I think he did is he went, and I don't know what he said to the superintendent, but we already had stuff scheduled at the other school. As near as I can figure, he said, we're not doing that. All the children that are signed up, the permission slips, he probably illegally threw them all away. I know they were passed out. Then he, he wouldn't even let me talk to anybody, even to schedule. But I planned a day. We had a big thing and kind of unique situation. This church right here you see on the right and, and kind of on the left, they're right across the street from the one school. In fact, the parents use the parking lot for pickup in the evening when the kids get out of school. In fact, the post office does not own the parking lot. The post office is right next door that uses that parking lot. We could have done some blackmail, I suppose. Say, you know what? We're going to put signs up, no parking there. But that would have punished parents, right? Wouldn't have built a relationship with anybody. Um, my main complaint from the younger elementary school principal was, I tried to tell him, I said, you, you really can't do this. You don't want to do this. I said, and I told him, I said, the whole lawyer thing's really messy. And I, I'd tell him, I said, it's not up to me. 
I'm not in charge of any of that. I'm just going to tell my superiors. And there was lawyer stuff and back and forth. And he kind of agreed, but not agreed. You know, anything that he thought he had to. So I says, okay, if he says we get some kids show up with slips, we'll try to get them. We passed out a lot. Just because you contact a lot of people if you don't contact the right people. But I, I mailed, and somehow I didn't have my mailing list from last year. I don't know why. So I just had some that I could pick up from a couple years ago, but I got two students. I had two students again, but you know what? I just said, okay, I'm going to work through this by grace, and uh, I, I'm done. Hopefully my boss and everybody is done with all the lawyer stuff, right? Because I don't... It's hard to win, and there's sometimes you've got to do that, but the wins are harder wins, the different wins. But when you win by grace, it's pretty cool. So, so I got a couple students. We had, we've had a couple classes already. You know what? I asked in the office. I said, hey, can, can the students turn slips in here where you collect them? They said, sure. That's a long ways from where I was at the beginning of the year. You know that? Now, I'm not sure everything that happened there, but I suspect a lot of it was people just digging in their heels and saying, I'm not. And again, I'm not, I'm not saying anybody did right or wrong. They're an authority and not me, right? That's why, that's why our executive director is the executive director, because he gets to make those decisions, right? And I know he doesn't make them lightly. Um, we've talked. But, but you know... I'm believing that God is going to bless Michigan Center again. I plan on having a one-on-one with Brady if I go to the open house. One of the things I'm actually teaching the, the young lady and her husband, we had a couple of things come up, and she said, we got to do this, and we should do this, and we should do this. I said, why don't we just pray about it first? Why don't we just pray and let's see what God does? God's come through on a lot of things. She's learning. She's, they're getting. It's, it, it's not us. It's him. I'm going to leave with that.